Hi friends, it's your host Jessica here. Before we get started, I have a quick question for you. Which of these terms means a product is free from ingredients of concern? Hypoallergenic, dermatologist tested, vegan, fragrance-free, all-natural, organic, or cruelty-free? I think most of us would assume that all of these terms mean a product is safe. What if I told you that none of those terms mean a product is safe? That's pretty scary, right? If you thought any of these were right, I encourage you to go to cleanproductjunkie.com forward slash quiz and take the beauty IQ quiz to see what other common misconceptions you might have. Only about 20% of people get all of the questions right. So go test your wisdom to see if you're one of those people. Um, But some simple things, if you're just living in your home, um, to create indoor, better indoor air quality is don't wear your shoes inside. Um, the one thing I tell people, off. it's easy, it's free, and it's a huge impact. Yes. Don't wear your shoes inside. That would be great. Um, open your windows, turn off your AC or heat on those days um, will be make your home more efficient and also just bring the fresh air in. Like today, like it's what are we in the middle of June or something and my AC is off because it's like a chilly day and our windows are open. My name is Jessica Brennan and I am obsessed with all things clean living and helping you lead a clean, healthy lifestyle that doesn't have to be hard, expensive, or time consuming. I'm a mama of twin boys who found some really scary ingredients in the natural body wash we were using and turned my outrage into passion to help others eliminate toxins from their daily lives. Listen in on honest conversations and learn the best tips and tricks to take control, simplify, and rid toxins from your mind, body, spirit, and home. If you're ready to take the plunge into clean living, but aren't quite sure where to start, you are in the right place. This is the Clean Living Made Easy Podcast. Welcome, Kelly. I'm so excited that you're here today. Would you take a minute and just introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are and what you do? Sure. Thanks so much for having me today. It's been very exciting to be here and chat with you. Um, my name is Kelly Steen. I am a residential realtor and I've been in real estate for over 15 years. Um, I had to look it up for, for this, but I, <laughs> I uh, combined my passion of um, sustainability and efficient living in 2017 when I became a NAR, National Association of Realtors designated green realtor. So um, it's kind of my passion of real estate, homes, homeowners, people, and making your homes efficient and sustainable and happy and healthy. So, and can you explain to people a little bit about the NAR certification Um, and for anybody that's listening that is not in the Philly area that could potentially connect with you directly, like how can they find somebody in their area that is NAR certified to connect with? Great question. So there's tons of certifications and designations you can get through NAR. Um, You might see like letters after agents' names. I'm also a senior real estate specialist, so a SRES or a green or a accredited buyer. And it's just more education, training, and ongoing education and training that agents can do for areas that they want to be specialized in. Um, So the green actually came out, I think like 2000, I don't know for sure. So don't quote me, but like around the same time that I got designated, it's fairly new one um, because it's becoming obviously more important for homeowners and realtors to be advocates for making homes more efficient. 
Um, so if you wanted to find someone that has any of those designations, you would just go through to National Association of Realtors. Um, you can even probably go through to like green, like if you search Googled um, or whatever search engine you use, um, NAR green realtors, then you can find a database for agents in your area. Okay, awesome. Yeah, because I know, um, you know, not a ton of realtors are focused on that sustainability piece that you are, but I know a lot of buyers are interested in that and would potentially be looking for somebody that they could work with that already has the, is already committed to that fact. Right. Yep. It's an easy search and you can find the agents that have the designation. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, tell us a little bit about how, like, why is this important to you and why do you weave this into your real estate business? Um, I guess that my passion's always been just being more conscious and a conscious consumer. Um, and I feel, and I've always just loved houses and helping people. So it kind of aligns, it kind of organically came about when became common for buyers, especially to be concerned about utility costs and just their overall budget. Um, so one way to do, to approach that is like efficiency, right? Um, either upgrading of things to make them efficient or just being more conscious of like what you're actually consuming. So it's kind of a line. I mean, over the years, it's grown as I've matured and grown up and owned homes and started families too, of just like all the things that you can just do easy to just be more of a conscious consumer and how that all evolves your house, right? It doesn't even have to be one you own. It can be your rental. Like right. whatever you're living in, you can make changes. So I just like to give little tips and share insight of what people can do. Right. Yeah. And I'm I'm really excited to dig into some of those tips for sure. Um so let's talk about since we're kind of already talking about this subject, but let's talk a little bit more and dive more into this uh the housing trends uh, around sustainability. Yeah. Um so you kind of mentioned that this is something that you're really passionate about because you are seeing things and obviously from your personal experience, but um, talk a little bit more about those trends and what you're seeing out there working with people buying and selling. Right. The trends you'll often find with like new homes. So they're obviously more green star efficiency and they promote that stuff with the builders. Um, A lot of it's like efficiency appliance, you know, energy star, solar panels in our area. So we're in Northeast, right? We're in outside Philadelphia. I won't say, I can't say that our area is a hotspot for solar panels or all of these efficiencies that people are doing and passive houses and things like that. That's not happening so much around us, but what I do see is people realizing like, oh, solar is an option or yeah, maybe I can just upgrade our HVAC to be more efficient or windows and doors. I'm really trying to push like insulation, how important that is, because it's something that that older homes in our area, which a lot of our homes are old here, just like increasing your insulation is really effective. Um, I saw, so NAR um, put out their sustainability report, their 2023 realtor report, and they interviewed realtors of what they're seeing. I just want to quote like, so um, they said that value of energy efficient promoting through like agents and promoting like energy efficient homes and listings 64% of those um agents that are doing it are in the west 62% of agents are in the midwest and the south it's like over 60 and our area is the lowest of 56% of our listings and our agents are promoting energy efficiency as a of a value 
Um, so we're lower than other areas, but I, but not horribly lower. Um, I think it's getting better and better. Um, it's just, it needs more advocate, like people need to advocate for it and show the importance for it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, before we start recording, Kelly and I were talking about, I just recently got solar panels and we had somebody through the state come to our house um, and, and tell us a little bit about different things that we could do to be more efficient, to lower our, our electricity usage and just overall be a little bit more, um, earth friendly with our, how we're setting our house up. But most houses around this area, like ours was built, I believe in the mid fifties. Um, and I know a lot of people have homes that are older and especially on the East coast, we're talking about hundreds of years old and some many cases actually. Um, and so I think it's really important that people know that like, there are things that you can do, even if you live in an old home that are going to help not only lower your overall cost, but also be a lot better for the planet. The top features that agents are seeing as, as important are number one are window door, windows, doors, and siding, um, proximity to frequently visited places, which I really like because I don't think people realize how much driving is carbon, right? So you're being conscious of like how close you are to things that you go to often. Um, and so I liked seeing that, that that was top up there, comfortable living space and home utility bills costs being lower are the top four things that agents are seeing what buyers are wanting these days. Well, and I'm just showing up this this out there this may be totally wrong but I guess this just can't comes from me kind of being obsessed with this already so I see this more but I do feel like there are more people that are looking for like they're not necessarily looking for big homes it's like what is the size that we need and understanding that choosing a house that suits your family's needs versus let's buy the biggest house possible is actually more planet friendly than buying just a big house. Absolutely. Like the McMansions are not as common anymore. You'll see that with the builders. I mean, big houses are still out there and people might need them, but a lot of people are being more just realistic and wanting to enjoy life more than wanting to maintain houses more. Right. Yes. No, that's a, that's a good um, shift. I think. (laughs) I think. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I know when I was growing up, it was like, you know, someday I'm going to have a big house. And now like, I, that's not even something that (laughs) I have any desire to, no matter how much money I have, like to, to me, it's just, and I know a lot of people feel this way. It's not, um, as much of on your mind of like, someday I'm going to have this mansion, you know? Right. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit more about, um, like specifics, like, um, more of the eco-friendly materials and like home construction. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, I know that there's so many different things out there, recycled, reclaimed and um, and other eco-friendly materials that are being used in home con- at construction and also renovations. Yeah, so one of the areas it's in our area, I mean, we're not seeing the builders do so much, you know, they're just sticking to how they've always built. Um, I love reduce, reuse, recycle, right? That's what we've all been taught since elementary school. And the first one is reduce. So I'm like, go in order, reduce consumption. So buy a standing house and renovate it instead of potentially a brand new. 
um, or just reducing what's in your house. Um, reuse reclaimed hardwood flooring. I do see that a lot that buyers will and homeowners like try to save the hardwood flooring, um, refinish it. Um, also trying to reclaim, there's lots of businesses like local, local carpenters that are reclaiming wood barn in our area. There's barn woods, um, that, which I love seeing, um, yeah. so trying to make that more, um, for furniture and things like that inside your home. Um, so reusing, right. Um, and then recycled materials as another option. So we're not seeing again, that so much construction, but inside your home materials that you can use, um, that will last because you want to, and you want to be conscious too of the companies that you're supporting. Cause if you are buying new, like what is their, what is their standard and ethical standard on how are they getting their resourcing their products? Um, so the construction materials, like if you're starting brand new, that's a little different than like trying to do what's already in your house, um, trying to update your kitchens or same thing. Like we re re, re reused our cabinets and painted them instead of getting brand new kitchen cabinets for both and our vanity cabinets actually repainted those because they were solid wood and not a color we liked, but they were, you know, great material. Why get rid of it if you don't have to? Yeah. Um, well, and I, I love that as a tip because I think, you know, that is one thing that I know is really hard people, hard for people sometimes to make that shift in particular, like, oh, I want a brand new kitchen. Like, I feel like that's something that a lot of people want. But when you're already using the the structure, the infrastructure that you have, um, it it forces you to be a little bit more creative. And I am obsessed with watching like before and after TikToks and reels and just um the what people can do with what they have is incredible. My parents actually just did this at in their house um recently with their kitchen and it just makes a huge difference. So you might have in your head that you want this total rehaul. Um, but it can be really effective just with some paint, paint does wonders and then figure yeah, out I mean, to put that money in and making things more efficient just in general. Yeah. You'd be surprised. And I always say for people that buy these fixer upper houses, or maybe it's like a great house, but they want to renovate the kitchen or bathrooms down the road. And we're like, live there for a little bit, figure out what works, how the flow is. Cause a lot of times the flow is fine. You just need to tweak it to make it more modern. Um, so is that painting the cabinets? Maybe you do have to replace the cabinets, but then just being conscious of what your, what products you're, you're buying, um, and bringing into your home. Right. Yeah, no. And I think that's a good tip. Like just stay for a while. I know for us, when we moved into this house, um, I immediately was like, oh, the kitchen, because everything else was pretty easily fixable with the kitchen. And not that it's a horrible kitchen. I'm not saying that. It's just not what I would have chosen. And the layout of it is different. And I've seen other houses like ours that have more modern, open kitchens. I'm like, oh, I want to do that. But now the longer that we've been here, there's definitely things I want to change. But I don't, it's not the same as when I first walked, you know, moved in. It's like totally different, a lot less, um, a lot less of what I would like to do. So definitely give it some time. It'll you're yeah. Get in there, feel comfortable, see what fits. Um, because you never know. Things that you thought were a priority might go down on the list for other things. Right. Hey there, Jessica here, ready to make cleaning at home a breeze while also playing your part in protecting our planet. Let me introduce you to a game changer, the force of nature system. 
I have been using Force Amnesia for years and love how it uses a unique technology to transform simple ingredients, water, a capsule of salt, vinegar, and water, and a slight charge of electricity into a household cleaner and disinfectant that's as effective as traditional bleach. But here's the thing, it does all of this without any harmful chemicals or irritants. It's hypoallergenic and EPA registered for disinfecting and sanitizing. It eliminates 99.9% of germs, including viruses, bacteria, mold, and mildew. Force of Nature is more than just a powerful cleaner. It's a sustainable solution that helps you to reduce waste. Say goodbye to single-use plastic bottles and say hello to Force of Nature's eco-friendly system. So why wait? Head over to cleanproductjunkie.com forward slash Force of Nature and get the latest exclusive coupon codes that can save you up to 50%. Step into a cleaner, safer, and greener home with Force of Nature. Um, Okay, so let's talk a little bit about one of the things that you and I both are super passionate about um, is the healthy home environment. So the toxins that we're exposed to. Um, Efficiency is one thing, and you know there are some elements that kind of overlap, but um, a lot of times people don't think about more specifically how, what they're choosing to bring into their homes, whether it be furniture, hardwood floor refinishing, paint, that type of stuff could um, potentially affect their health. So um, do you want to kind of dive into that a little bit and what should people look out for and why should they look out for that stuff? Yeah, definitely. So one thing I like want to point out initially too, with building new construction or build, if you're renovating and you get permits, like a main thing that people don't think about is like building codes. They look for fire safety, structural safety, mechanical, electric, plumbing, but they're not looking for health occupant codes. There's no codes for materials that are being used. Uh, maybe like now you can't use lead paint pipes. Like, yes, you can't do that. But um, you you need to think about like the materials from the life cycle, from where they're coming from, from the person that's creating them and then delivering them like the whole life cycle of a product and consumption and how that affects the health the health of the world the earth and also your home well and Um, it's a lot like with personal care products and other products like supplements and cleaning supplies and stuff those with the lack of regulation the onerous is on us as consumers to do our due diligence and it's not fair. It's annoying. Like if you're building a house or renovating, it's one more thing that you really don't want to have to think about, but it's worth taking the time to, because it is a problem. And it's something that is, that affects us and our kids and, you know, future generations. So the fact that we can't use lead paint is great, but most people don't realize the, the, it took decades to, to get to right. the point where that was not allowed. Um, even though it was clearly a problem for a very long time. There's many of those situations currently that people don't realize. Um, so just doing your research. So what are some of those things um, that you know are a, a big problem that people should have on their radar and think about? The main things you want to think about in your home for like indoor, I'm really passionate about again, like you are, like indoor air quality. Um, so how can you keep your home safe inside? Because Listen to this stat. Americans, I, I'm taking a class with from New School in New York for healthy materials. It's very fascinating. So I got this from New School. So there, seven, your average years of living is 79 years lifespan, 71 years inside the building. You're 51 years in your home, 26 years out um, in your bedrooms, and five years of your life in transportation. Wow. So 
that's a lot of time of your life indoors, right? right. So, so that's why it's worth taking the time to choose your materials and products and all the things wisely. Right. So your home, like the main things that make your home unhealthy are mold, dust, dander, VOCs, radon, lead. And a lot of those things you can mitigate very easy. Radon in our area, like southeastern Pennsylvania, is very prevalent, um, but it's a simple mitigation. So you do want to test your home for radon. And even if you have a radon system, testing it every couple of years just to make sure that it's still working efficiently. Um, mold, it's simple. You I mean you usually will see mold if you're if it's, if it's a dangerous mold, but you can get it tested as well. Um, what did I say? Oh, lead-based paint. If your home was built before 1978, potentially could have lead-based paint. So um, there's various ways that you can get it mitigated. You could get it completely removed. You can conceal it. Um, you would definitely want to hire a painter that is EPA certified lead-based paint if you, whatever you decide to do, if your house was built before then. Um, and then and you want to talk about VOCs a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you probably know a lot too, so I definitely want you to chime in too. Um, VOCs are huge um, for your indoor, and I'm going to take notes, but they're in everything. Pretty much VOCs, vitile organic compounds, if people don't know what it is, it's in paints, it's in um, glues, it's in pesticides, cleaners, disinfectants, building materials, furniture. Um, and can you talk a little bit more in detail, like what they are and why they're so harmful? So they are, they emit gases from, from solids, um, including there are various chemicals that come out of the materials and emit gases and they can linger for a certain amount of time, um, indoors. So depending on how concentrated they are, um, but they can be very toxic inside if they're not because they're emitted everywhere but if they're contained inside they can just um, create and the effects depend on it can birth defects it can create lots of different maybe just allergies yeah breathing um, issues aren't breathing our- issues yeah. asthma um and i'm sure people if you're listening people have seen this um a lot of places i know when we were painting our house and doing a lot of things around here there's a there's low voc all over the place you see that i know i just know a lot of people don't know what that means and why they might choose a a low voc product over a a normal one yeah i mean and it's available your painter will know about it i had our house painted and like the guy kind of pushed back on it he's like oh it's not as good quality i'm like well it's really important to me so i don't care like and you gotta advocate for yourself because i dealt with that too a little bit when we were getting some stuff done around here here but if they don't know as they know it's available but a lot of times they don't know why it might be important. yeah now there's no voc paint available too um, so there's low and VOC, but that's like the number one thing when you're moving into a house, you're, you're, you're in your house, or you're painting your nursery. You want to make sure that you're using no VOC paint and also the materials that you're using in the house, um, for those upgrades are smart. Like I'm always like first get secondhand, right? So it's like one less thing to have in production. Um, and often the gases are already gone at that point, right? With secondhand. And then 
try solid materials. So wood has been around for a long time. It's great. Um, so trying, you know, solid, solid materials are best. Right. Um, and I'm like a no candle household. So like, you know, I don't burn things in my house. There's other options to make your house smell nice. Yeah. Yes. No fragrance. That's how we are. And it's funny because I'm sure Kelly can attest to this as well, but having been off fragrance, like I was on fragrance, I'm off fragrance now (laughs) um, for so many years, it gives me a headache. Like when I go to people's houses and they have burning, it's just instant headache. And I'm like spending a lot of time outside. Sometimes when it's really bad, I'm like, do you mind if I blow that out? I'm getting a headache. Um, but it's so, it's so important. There's so many great ways to make your house smell good without candles. And there are better candles out there, but there's still- Yeah, it's just ventilation. And that goes for like the whole house in general. Like you just want your ha- house to breathe and it's okay if it doesn't smell like roses. Like if right. that house isn't supposed to smell like roses, you know? No, and I would rather walk into a house that smells like nothing than some a house that smells right. like fragrance because then to me, that's like, what are they- masking <laughs> right and I will say when I and if you're selling your house here's a tip don't do don't put those plugins and stuff around because buyers or their agent will be like why are the why is it right. so overwhelming they're hiding something yeah that's a good point really good point I know I I one of my missions and passions is to help people break up with their sense because it's so prevalent <laughs> still. And I'm like, oh, there's so much information out there. I've been doing this work for almost eight years. I'm like, this has been eight years and it's still so many people don't realize how harmful these things are. Um, okay, so yeah, let's talk a little bit more about um, like if somebody, okay, so we moved in this house, obviously before we moved in, we did a lot of work, right? Like we didn't do a oil-based refinishing on our hardwood floors. We chose water-based, which was something I talked to the guy who redid our floors about, and he was okay with that. Um, And it's a lot better as far as VOCs are concerned. Um, And then with the paint, we chose low VOC or no VOC. I can't remember which one, but we definitely put some thought into that. Hey friends, it's your host, Jessica. I'm sure like me, you're passionate about creating a healthy, safe home for your loved ones. Did you ever hold a product in your hand trying to make sense of the long list of ingredients that seem to require a PhD to understand? I've had that same experience too. That's why I created a completely free label reading guide to help you demystify what's really in your household products. My guide zeroes in on the top three most harmful ingredients you need to look out for, making it easier than ever to spot and avoid them. Armed with this guide, you'll feel empowered, capable of making informed decisions for your household, knowing that you're protecting your family from potential toxins. So are you ready to be a master of label reading? Visit freelabelreadingguide.com to download your guide now. Together, we can make clean living truly easy and transform our homes into the safe havens they're meant to be. But if somebody is like already living in their house and they're thinking that they need to do certain things, like where's a really good place to start? Um, and what are some simple things that people can do to either lower the toxins that they're exposed to or make their house more efficient? Yeah, that's a good question. So I often consult with them of like, what's important to you, right? Is it indoor air quality? Is it your efficiency? And then we go from there. Um, but some simple things, if you're just living in your home um, to create indoor better indoor air quality is don't wear your shoes inside. Um, the one thing I tell people, it's easy, it's free. And it's a huge impact. 
Yes. Don't wear your shoes inside. That would be great. Um, open your windows, turn off your AC or heat on those days. Um, will be make your home more efficient and also just bring the fresh air in. Like today, like it's what are we in the middle of June or something? And my AC is off because it's like a chilly day and our windows are open. Right. Um, and I guess just being more con- choosing the right, making your own cleaning products. I mean, I know you're more of an expert there of like what to do, but making your own is so much easier and more efficient, um, more efficient on your wallet and just more efficient of like not creating trash. Right. Um, and it's super easy to do. I guess the one thing is if you are a homeowner, if you're maintaining your house, there's definitely seasonal things that you should be doing to keep it more efficient and also healthy. Um, so like definitely being conscious of sealing your windows and doors for, and water, I mean, um, weather stripping, that kind of stuff. Don't let the air out if you're trying to heat your home or cool your home. Um, I know we were talking about that you had your the state come out to look at your efficiency. So there's definitely programs out there. I know our Pico has energy assessments. They're like, it's not expensive. I think they do run specials too. We did it on our home, both of our homes. Um, it's like $25. And they would come in here, professional top to bottom of your house and just take pictures and walk through and give you a report afterwards of like, here's the areas of your home where you're kind of losing out on efficiency. And here's what you can do to improve it. They also change out all of our lights to LEDs for free. So like basically you make your money back there. Um, yeah, in so, a lot of states, that's a good point because I, I think that's something a lot of people don't know is many states out there have programs like that where they, like that's the the guy that came in and did our assessment. He switched out all of our old light bulbs as well. Um, and just being able to give tips on how to make it make your house more efficient, especially if you live in an older home, um, there's so many things that you can do that you don't realize. Um, and then the other thing is, um, we just had somebody come look at our furnace because it's really old um, in our AC unit. And he was talking about how my our state provides assistance in switching to a more uh, efficient uh, unit. So um, there's lots of different things out there for people to take advantage. Yeah, there's definitely a push to try to make our homes efficient. I mean, there's tax credits for various things like solar, or if you're making improvements on your windows or doors, there's tax credits for that stuff when you're making your house efficient. Um, So definitely keep an eye out for that. I mean, one, you want to do it because you should do it and it will lower your utility bills, but two, there's also a benefit. Um, Same with like you increase to Energy Star appliances, there's a benefit there. Um, I know our, our, um, electric company will take your old refrigerators and actually pay you $75 to take them. So they're just like using up wasted energy, those old appliances. So, um, here's another easy tip that you can do unplug stuff. It's minor. It's not going to change your utility bill huge, but it's like so easy. Like if you don't use your toaster every day, just unplug it. If you're curling irons always plugged in like unplug it just unplug those things and use put surge protectors too so you can just like flip it on yeah that makes it so much easier no that's it's so funny because um I just take that for granted because I've been doing that for years um but I definitely remember a time where I didn't do that and so I know there's a little bit of an adjustment period but it goes away and then it just becomes like a habit so our toaster is kept in a cabinet and when we need it we pull it out and we plug it in we That's have a limited yeah. amount of um, appliances sitting out on the, the shelves and we just take them out as we need them. First of all, 
for me, it makes it super easy to clean. And that's a huge part of it too. Just wipe down the counter. There's not as much stuff on it, but then also the, um, the energy, um, addition, the additional benefit of it being more energy efficient is good too. So I know you make a good point. Like there's definitely an adjustment, like Jessica and I haven't just did, did this in the last month. Like we've been trying to do this for years and adjusting slowly, but surely and educating ourselves like slowly, but surely. But like, once you do it, it just becomes a lifestyle. And that's why my main thing is just consume less because then you just have less stuff to worry about. So like, you don't have a thousand appliances on your counter. Cause like, you just don't need all of it. Just consume less. And that's a lifestyle too. And you're going to have to adjust. Um, but if, if it takes time, but it will be worth it in the long run, it's just like less things to worry about less things to buy, less things that break. Um, and you're, I, I find at least less influenced on getting different things too. So I yeah. pay less attention to like the new and sparkly things that come out because I'm like, well, this, you know, not that there aren't still things that I would like to get to help solve problems or whatever, but you just become less um, influenced by those things. You get things when you need them and only when you need them and not just to get them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then you have uh, money in your pocket too, <laughs> which is always good. <laughs> right. It's great to have more money to do things that you want to do or invest or save. And, you know, it's just less is less is more. Less is definitely more. All right. We're going to touch on this a little bit and we may do another episode because there's so much more we could talk about. But let's talk about, I know on the East Coast, this, okay, this is definitely not something that is as prevalent as in other areas. Um, and actually, before we get started, what do you think is the reason why, like, and I know for us on the East coast, there's an obvious reason because there's so many older homes, but why do you think in some areas versus others, there's less of a uh, availability for like green builders and that kind of stuff? Um, cause you said here, there's not as many as in other places, but there's many people that live here and many people that care about the environment. So why is there not as many providers that are there to help? help provide that service for them? I think it comes down to cost. I mean, I think one advocacy and help from the higher ups to help make it more affordable for the everyday people. I actually just had a conversation yesterday with someone that does hempcrete, which is hemp construction material. Um, and it's local, but like no one knows about it or even knows it's really an option. And it's a shame because it's just expensive. So it is a higher end clientele because right now it's just so expensive to produce. Um, so I think that goes all in all with the, it's just not as in demand here and there's not enough professionals experienced or promoting it to make it, to make it a demand. Even some people don't even know that it's an option or that they should be focused on it. Um, even the same with like, um, native planning and like landscaping, how to make it more sustainable. Like there's not like people yell at each other and on and t call the township if your grass is too high or if you have wildflowers or something like there's, there's just um, a different mentality, I think here and not as much of activism, maybe. I don't know what the it's better for the planet, maybe not your, maybe not your eyeballs, but the planet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, and that was actually what I was hoping you'd say, because that was kind of my thought was that it was, I mean, there's a, the price, um, 
issue was definitely one that I didn't think about, but obviously that makes sense. But um, the awareness piece of it was what I was thinking is just yeah. like more people knowing that things are available. And, and actually I'll just throw this out there because it's something I recently looked into. Um, but this is just kind of um, what I do. And I know you're the same. Like if there's something that you need a solution for, typically my first response is not to just go buy something new. It's like, well, let's see what the options are out there. So I think if anything you take away from this conversation is like, always look into things. Right. But we were wanting to get turf for our back kids because they play soccer back there and just not for the whole thing, but a certain section of it that's they, they run on the most. And, um, so I started looking into turf options and found a couple local places that have recycled turf. Um, and it took me a while to figure that out and to find those places and make a few phone calls. So there's a little bit more labor involved in that versus just buying new, but there's so many of those solutions out there. So I think it's just encouraging people to educate themselves, become aware, ask the questions. Cause to me, I think if more people are asking the questions, then they're more likely to, the, the providers are more likely to, to change the way that they do things as well. Cause they know that there's a demand there. Absolutely. I mean, consumers are the demand, right? So we create the demand for whatever it is. So that's why like your wallet choosing who you support through your wallet matters. Um, so and asking yeah, going, questions too. And for- asking questions for sure. Um, making yourself smarter and making the companies be like, Oh, this is something that people are wanting or looking into. Yeah. Cause when we got our floors refinished, um, the company that we hired, he's the guy I was working with said that that wasn't like the typical thing that they did, but he was accommodating. So it's like, well, you know, and we're super happy with it. I, I love them actually. I'm so glad we did that. So it's just like letting people know that that's an option. Um, and that there are ways to refinish your floors or paint your walls that are going to be better for your health and also the planet. Right. Absolutely. So, okay. We'll talk just a little bit that we did kind of bring it up a little bit, like the, um, landscaping being more, um, local and supportive of the local environment, that kind of stuff. Um, for us on the East coast, these are things that aren't as prevalent. Um, we talked a little bit about why that should be more so here. Um, but is there anything else you would like to add on that? Like the future of green homes or like in your ideal world, like, what do you see the future being? I mean, you know, so much, um, and you've had a lot of experience with so many different buyers and different classes and all of that stuff. Like what, what is your perfect future look like? My perfect future would be like more regulation on, what's what should be minimum standard so there's minimum standard both new build that I think could still be better um I think like green roof should be required for commercial construction in various areas um I think our our level um insulation should be required for renovations not even just new construction um I think there just has to be more of an awareness and I know it's costly though so that's where there's going to be pushback for that so how to make it more affordable. That's, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, and I just wish more people would save houses more and, and renovate and renovate smartly using smart products, um, non-toxic products, local support local. And I've been really big and I, that's why I started an, a website of like just supporting local companies in general and getting the word out and meeting people. Cause there's so many awesome people doing awesome things 
that I just feel like they're so they get drowned out by bigger companies or just because everything there's so many people trying to promote different things so like looking locally for first step for whatever you need I think should be a priority for everyone too yeah no I think that's a really good tip and and again just kind of like that education piece of it as people are thinking about doing different projects or maybe building versus buying old like all of you know, an older home like those are things that so many people are grappling with so I think just putting that on their radar um and like I said before and I I stand by this like if you buy something old and you renovate it um and it, it takes a lot more creativity to do that like but, but buying new you're essentially not that there isn't creativity there but you're kind of buying what's working for others and what the builders are providing for you. And then you just kind of fill in the blanks with what your taste and likes are. But when you buy something old, you have to get really creative and it's actually really fun. And for me, at least I find such pleasure in being able to think about the house that we live in. And before our home that we lived in before was about the same age. And like somebody had come in and covered every wall with like paneling and actually hammered holes in the plaster to find the studs to hang the paneling. and so my, my we took all the paneling down my my um, husband and my dad filled all the holes and the, brought the plaster back to life and there's something so like um fulfilling about doing that work even though it's a total pain in the neck <laughs> but yeah. it's worth it right it is and it it's it's always reward. That's why, I mean, that's why I love my first, my first passion is, you know, helping people create homes and buy homes. And that's so important. And it gives you, um, power and creativity to make things your own and do what you want. Yeah, no, I love it. Well, tell everybody what, where they can find you, um, and to check out your website so they can see all of the great content that you have on there. Sure. Yeah. So there's, it would be great to follow me on Instagram. So I have two Instagram accounts. One's more real estate. That's KS Real Estate. And then I have my Kelly's Healthy Home Instagram, which gives lots of tips. And it's also linked up to my um, blog website, which is Kelly's Healthy Home, which tried to promote on there of ways to keep your house healthy, healthy and happy and keeping yourself sane too. Because I definitely sympathize. I'm a mom. And I know like you can't do everything at once. And so I try to be conscious of that, of like, here's tips and take one, start it and like, you know, build yourself and focus on what's important to you first. And then it will evolve to other things. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. Like you and I have been doing this work for so long, right? So we've did not just wake up one day and have all this stuff figured out. It's just putting one foot in front of the other, making those small changes and just understanding that over time, they really do add up and keeping in the back of your mind, like why you're wanting to make these changes. Cause I think a lot of people fall off of making changes because it does get really overwhelming, but it's like, you want to do this because it's better for the planet. It's also better for your family's health. Um, and so just absolutely. That. Absolutely. Um, that's a great point. You're always thinking of the, why, why are you doing it? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on. Again, we'll have to have you come back and we can dive more into some other topics, but I just think this is such an important um, 
piece of things that people don't think about and making their house more efficient. And obviously something that, you know, we talked about already, but like being more mindful of the, the toxins and the chemicals are exposed to, um, it's just really important for people to think about all that stuff. So I appreciate you being on. I love it. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Clean Living Made Easy podcast. If you want more, head over to cleanlivingmadeeasypodcast.com for show notes and links to all the products or discount codes mentioned in today's episode. If you'd like to be notified when new podcast episodes are released or to join the Clean Product Junkie community, head over to cleanproductjunkie.com and join our mailing list. See you in the next episode. Thank you.